Okay, welcome everybody to Free Trail Friday, broadcasting live from Free Trail World Headquarters in my right. basement here it. in Portland, Oregon, sitting next to my good friend and colleague, Zach Marion. Zach, welcome to the studio. Welcome to Headquarters. It's a pleasure, Dylan. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> for having is, me. This is so cool, man. It right. makes me feel like I really am a talk radio host, as I've always dreamt of being in my life. You're putting together something pretty awesome. Uh, something pretty awesome. Well, dude, thank you for your assistance today. Hello to everybody watching at home. Of course, this is Free Trail Friday. My name is Dylan Bowman, joined by my friend Zach Marion, who you'll get to know here very well, not only today, but this whole weekend. He's going to be helping us out, creating great content and covering the race. So big thank you to Zach for being here. Big thank you to everybody else who is watching us live. Make sure you get in the chat. It's going to be hard for me to monitor the chat today. We don't have anybody behind the scenes that's going to be feeding me questions. So appreciate you being here. And uh, we're going to sort of get right to the point. Of course, I am in full race director mode right now. And we've got a lot going on ahead of this weekend's Gorge Waterfalls 100K and 50K happening both Saturday and Sunday this coming weekend in Cascade Locks, Oregon. The race is back after five years there was a fire, of course, back in 2017. The race has not happened since. Free Trail, along with Daybreak Racing, has taken it over. And we're looking forward to a great weekend. Before we get to it, a quick thank you to our sponsor, as always, for Free Trail Friday, Aura Ring, the best wearable tech in the world. You guys have heard me talk about it. I'm going to cut to the chase this week. But please do check out Aura. They're a great supporter of ours. So if you appreciate what we do, please do throw some support to them. You can find a link in the description here on YouTube or in the show notes as this goes up into the podcast feed where you can get a six-month free subscription with the purchase of the Gen 3 ring. With all that being said, Zach Marion, good morning. How are you today? Doing great, man. Doing you great. Introduce yourself to the audience. You just drove all the way in from, from uh, Salt Lake City area. So say hello to everybody. Yeah, drove in last night from the Salt Lake City area, uh, which is where I'm from spent most of my life out there playing in the wasatch um and yeah it's great to be back in the pnw man i i miss it i love it here um and when you said it's been five years since this race has happened it completely blew my mind like i know we've all missed the last two years plus of our lives like it just went by way too quick but wow it's been five years this history race like in such a short time frame it had such a great like stacked presence and then just gone. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're very happy to have brought it back. It was a uh, fortunate timing as James Varner for in rain shadow running who had been the stewards of this event since its inception. Uh, James was, was ready to pass it off to the next generation right at a time where free trail was ready to enter the events game. And, uh, like I said, we do it in partnership with Jeremy long and daybreak racing. And honestly, we couldn't do it without those guys. So we're very happy to be entering the events business here, uh, in a sport that we all know and love. Let's get into the action this weekend, Zach. It's going to be Oof. an awesome, awesome weekend. It's a beautiful freaking day here in the Pacific Northwest. Zach just went for a nice run in forest park in Portland, we're going to be, as soon as we're done broadcasting live, driving directly east on I-84 to Cascade Locks, what they call the heart of the Columbia River Gorge. For those of you who have never been here to the Portland area, the Columbia River Gorge is an absolutely phenomenal trail running destination just east of downtown. And it's where all the local trail runners go to get their verts, go to get their more technical terrain. 
that's a little bit more sparse in the Forest Park area. So I wanted to start our conversation here, Zach, with a quick uh, update on, on the weather. I have been meditating on the weather, trying to manifest perfect conditions for the runners. I'm going to share my screen so that we can get an idea of what they're looking forward to this weekend. Do you have anything you want to add on the on the course and uh, the terrain out in the gorge as I pull this up? You know, honestly, when I first started running in the PNW, my first thought was that, uh, you know, it's it's shockingly more technical than I think a lot of people give credit. And going through the gorge is no exception to that. It is a very technical and nothing is, is quite smooth and flowy. You're just, you're constantly being thrown something. And I think the weather is going to make or break a lot of people's races. I think we've talked about this before in the past, where if you get adverse weather, your stronger athletes tend to perform better than Mm -hmm. your faster athletes. And uh, I think that, that tomorrow's weather is going to be, ideal weather conditions for me. Yeah, I agree. So again, we just mentioned that today is an absolutely perfect, beautiful day here. Uh, A low of 41 with a high of 58 would have been perfect uh, running conditions. Tomorrow is actually going to be very similar. You see here that on Saturday, it shows a bunch of precipitation, but you'll notice that the precipitation should come overnight tonight. And then by the time we send the runners off at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, it maybe will be drizzly, but for the most part, we're expecting sort of partly cloudy, mostly cloudy conditions, highs in the mid 50s. So a great temperature to be out there pushing full gas out on the trail. Absolutely. And- that that 50, 50 something degrees feels perfect on race day because it's it's warm enough to where you can feel quick. Your muscles aren't getting too tight. Um, they're not freezing up on you, but then it's also cool enough to where you're never overheating. No doubt. And then on Sunday, just to keep everybody informed here, Sunday, of course, is the 50K. We start at 8 a.m. On Sunday, we're expecting similar conditions, sort of uh, mid-40s to mid-50s throughout the day. And then for extra motivation, the runners will be seeing this imminent rainstorm (laughs) chasing them down. So for our back of the pack runners, they may be getting a little bit moist tomorrow afternoon, but for the most part, weather looks good. Fast forwarding to Monday, not so much. We're looking at a hundred percent chance of rain all day on Monday. Typical Pacific Northwest right there. So anyway, we're, uh, Feeling pretty fortunate about the weather forecast here, Zach. And uh, I think now is a good time to get into the race that's happening tomorrow. The 100-kilometer race starts again at 5 a.m. Zach, let's talk about the course a little bit. I think I'll just pull up my screen again here to give people a great visual of actually where this course sits in relationship to the city of Portland and just sort of give everybody an appreciation for the geographic beauty of the area. So our start and finish line again is here in Cascade Locks. But if I zoom all the way out here, you will see Portland metropolitan area just here where my cursor is. So we're about 45 minutes to an hour east of Portland. And this, the mighty Columbia River flowing to the Pacific Ocean provides this beautiful landscape where our runners will be courageously battling all day long tomorrow. 
Um, Zach, you'll see the uh, course profile here at the bottom. You mentioned earlier that the, the terrain's a little bit difficult. Maybe provide your perspective on um, the elevation profile of the race. I mean, obviously the, the gorge has been closed off for quite some time and I haven't, I haven't made my way up here to run in it in a number of years, but the one thing I do remember and from the few times driving through it yesterday, which is absolutely gorgeous, by the way, like it is one of the most gorgeous drives I've, I've ever taken, but this terrain is, it's not an overall, a ton of vert. Uh, there's nothing that is like very dubious looking about the course profile. You've got one big climb in there. Um, but outside of that, it just, it's unrelenting. I think that's, that's the key to this course is that you have to be fully concentrated the entire time with the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, and the terrain itself. You, you do have, you know, your, your classic, beautiful Pacific Northwest pine needle laden trail, but then you also have some really great technical sections. So the mind cannot sleep at all tomorrow. That's going to be, I think one of the biggest parts to, and the hardest parts to this course is that you are engaged the entire time from start to finish. And speaking of that weather that we just talked about it, you know, it seems like it's going to be just enough, uh, moisture that's coming down. That's going to keep the trail tacky, not, not loose, not slippery, um, but also not dry and powdery. So it's going to be that, in my opinion, that perfect tack yep. to the trail tomorrow. So it, yeah, again, you've got great conditions and you've got a trail that's really going to, I think, play well to the grinder. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to echo uh, the word that you just used, engaging. You know, you see the course profile at the bottom. It's roughly 11,000 feet of climbing and descending over the course of 100 kilometers. So it's not a crazy mountainous race, but it's constantly uppy, downy, twisty, turny, rocky, rooty in some places. But then also you just have these beautiful stretches where you can open the legs up and let it flow. We marked the course yesterday and Ryan and I were just commenting to one another, just like, wow, this trail is really in great, great shape. So I think all the runners will really appreciate that tomorrow. Zach, let's talk about the competitive field, starting with the women in the 100K. Let's, uh, let's go to you to maybe provide your perspective on, on who the main contenders are. Yeah, I think I think we've got a, a few names that stand out in the 100K distance, right? We've got Hillary Allen, um, Hannah LaFleur, Alex Borsuk, um, and one who I think is going to be kind of the not as well-established athlete, but certainly has some amazing results and is flying a little low under the radar. Uh, I think we've got Ellie Pell is going to be up there mixing it up with those gals. I think that is going to be our strong front contingent for the day. You know, Hillary is always a strong athlete. And again, this course is going to favor the stronger athletes. I mean, Hillary's known for putting down tons of vert. Um, I, I took a quick peek at her Strava and she's, she's in prime condition. Like she is, uh, she's put down some great miles, some great training as always. I mean, no surprise there. And she's always just a force to be reckoned with on race day. And she does it with a freaking smile on her face, which is always even more of a threat. Always. Yeah. Hilly goat camped out in our driveway a couple nights ago. She was sort of lamenting, like, you know, she, 
she obviously performs at her best and she feels, uh, I think most at home in the mega mountainous races. Right. Of course, she's just coming off an incredibly impressive victory at the Madeira Island ultra back in November. So this is admittedly a faster, more runnable course than Hillary, uh, usually tackles, but a great season opener for her. And of course is always a competitor, always a contender on any start line. You mentioned Hannah LaFleur. I think this is a really interesting addition to the field this year two-time Mount Marathon champion. For those who are watching, if you're unfamiliar, Mount Marathon is only a five-kilometer race that happens in Alaska, Seward, Alaska, every year on the 4th of July. Usually, it's one of the best spectator experiences in all of trail running. I think it's more a spectator race than an athlete race, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I don't ever want to do it, but I want to watch it every single year. But Hannah LaFleur, who's coached by David Roche, uh, he sent me a message seeing if, uh, you know, if she could get into the race and we're really excited to be hosting Hannah LaFleur in what I think is her first hundred kilometer race this weekend. So very interesting person in the mix. I, right. also, I also wanted to mention Tara Fraga from Seattle. This is, uh, somebody who is also flying under the oh, radar. I have her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not many people do so, but she's, I think a contender to win our, partner and uh trusty sort of colleague ryan thrower who also lives in seattle is really good friends with tara and uh always sings her praises and uh has been betting on her predicting her to win this weekend so um tara frog is a name that we can keep our eye on over the weekend any other names i mean you mentioned alex borsuk who lives about a mile from me here she honked at me on my morning run this morning so shout Perfect. out to alex um megan payton 236 marathoner who lives in bend is yeah. in the field and then yeah, that's a speed that speed's going to play into the day i think that again this this with this course you've got such a combination of like speed and strength that really need to be present and um, you know, someone who can constantly change gears, I think is going to you know, the ups and then roll that into the downs. Um, and you know, again, I think, uh, you know, having that speed, that raw speed is going to help so much, so no incredibly much that there's nothing that can really take away from raw fitness. No doubt. And you mentioned the name Ellie Pell East coaster beast coaster. I think she lives in Ithaca, New York. She started her season with a second place finish at the Bandera 100K, of course, yep. punching her ticket to the Western States 100. Just She's got a third place at JFK. And just last week, I think, or two weeks ago, she was uh, fifth place at Chuckanut. So yep. a hot start to the season for Ellie Pell. Excited to see her smash it in the 100K too. And, and then uh, being out on the East Coast, she knows the technicality of these trails. Yep. Like she'll be able to handle that no problem. So I think that's going to throw in, uh, that's going to play to her strengths and, uh, should scare some of the other girls out there. No doubt. One final name, also a beast coaster whose reputation precedes her. I don't know her personally, but Holly Ann Swan from West Virginia, all of 26 years old, I've heard. She's full of talent and I think also, um, you know, primed to have a good one and probably going to have the the type of skills and experience living on the East coast to excel on this type of a course. So she, she was one of my, one of my dark horse picks for the day to, to look out for. Um, she's had a string of impressive 50 K runs and wins, uh, with the recent one coming in February. So she's in prime shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can anticipate that that race in February is going to be showing up in her legs this weekend. Um, and don't forget, she's got a hundred, a 19 hour, hundred mile finish in November. Mm-hmm. So she, she can do the distance. 
And she has the speed. I mean, that's that's a threat to be reckoned with right there. Heck yeah. I see you have a couple other names there on your list. Maybe give a few shout outs before we transition over to the men. Uh, Hannah Asowski from Colorado Springs, Colorado, like, uh, and, uh, Elise, I'm going to, I'm going to slaughter this last name, Lagerstrom. That's right. Um, both of those two gals have had really busy 2022, 2021 seasons, um, and very successful. Uh, they're both young, ambitious. I think it's going to be exciting to have them out there. Those are some, those are some of those athletes, um, you know, Holly Ann, Hannah, Elise. Um, I think those are some names that if those top four that we originally were looking at, if anything goes wrong there, those girls are going to be right there to pick it up. So they're going to be pushing that front pack all day long, which is, which makes for a much more exciting race. No doubt. I see you also have Denise Barras on your list and I meant to mention her as well. Of course, she's been a star on the scene for many years, at least as long as I've been in the sport now in her fifties, still smashing it. So Denise Barras will definitely be in the mix as well. So let's transition over to the men. And I forgot to mention, I want to make sure to emphasize that there is $12,000 of prize money on the line for the podium performers in the men's and women's races. So it's going to be 3000 to win 2000 for second place, 1000 for third, both in the men's and women's race equal prize money. And so that uh, podium battle it should be pretty entertaining. And if third and fourth are close late in the day, hopefully uh, Zach and myself are there to capture it live on, on Instagram. For, a little, a little payday will really push, put a little fire in somebody's, yeah. somebody's gate a little bit there. Um, and you're just kind of rubbing it in that I'm not racing this year, aren't you? Well, you were supposed to be racing. And- yeah, I know. I know. Zach hurt his ankle, but he's here to to help us out. He's healthy enough to produce content, right? As so. long as I've got my, my ankle brace on, I think, uh, I think I'm all right. Uh, yeah. Healthy enough to make content. That's pretty much where I'm at too, bro. So <laughs> let's move to the men. Yes. hundred K. Who do you got as some of your contenders there, Zach? I think there's three names that stick out, um, right off the top. I think you've got David Laney. You, how can you ever go against this guy? Like, um, he's had, an incredible history and pedigree of, of racing. He's obviously uh, one of the, what I would say, one of the greatest athletes in in terms of he can transition from amazing, you know, flatter track, hundred mile performances, which he did just win desert solstice, the hundred mile there. Um, and also performed really well at UTMB, fourth place at UTMB. So he can do a mixture of everything. And I don't think I ever see a picture of that guy where he's not in the mountains somewhere. So that or in an ice bath, one yeah. of the two. Yeah. Big shout out to David Laney, who is from the Portland area. So this is a bit of a homecoming for him. He makes his home in Bellingham, Washington now. But of course, uh, yeah, David is certainly one of the major contenders. I also wanted to mention before we go into some of these other names that unfortunately, both Gus Gibbs and Dakota Jones are not starting tomorrow. They had been on the start list for the last couple of months, but unfortunately, both of them have had to withdraw. I think they're both, you know, relatively healthy, just trying to do the right thing for themselves and the rest of their season. So they will be missed. And, uh, moving along to some of the other contenders in the field because their absence while unfortunate certainly doesn't mean that, uh, it's a slow race on the men's side. Um, who else did you have on your list there? Uh, I had Corey Woltering. I mean, obviously this, this dude's been pumping out some long, long races. Um, 
but I wouldn't count him out of a, of a you know, relatively shorter distance for him, hundred K race. Um, and then you've got, uh, Joe McConaughey. I just ran a 14 10 at hobbling a hundred for yeah. fourth place. I mean, it's the string bean. Yes. Famous yes. for being, uh, an FKT holder on the Appalachian trail and the PCT at points in his career, he's using this as a training run for Cocodona two fifty. So, and that, yeah, exactly. And same with, same with Corey Woltering. So I think this is a great race for them to kind of tune up a little bit. Um, but don't let uh, string bean fool you. The, the dude, yeah, he just, he's got the hiking, the hiking FKTs, but, uh, the through hiking FKTs, but he still has some impressive, impressive results that he's a, he's an all around athlete. Yeah. So I just want to add another name in addition to, David Laney, who I expect to be a major contender for the victory tomorrow. And that is Rich Lockwood from Seattle, Washington. Rich, I met last summer in July at the Y East Howell, another daybreak racing event around Mount Hood. And he absolutely destroyed it. I think he won by two hours or something at the Y East Howell 100K. He's another one of those people who everybody in Seattle knows, but nobody outside Seattle knows. And, uh, so he's got the reputation of being one of those silent local Pacific Northwest animals. And, uh, I think this will be his first time racing on maybe a, a bigger stage here right. at Gorge Waterfalls. Right. So I don't know. I'm really, uh, looking for Rich Lockwood to have a good race this weekend. Certainly if I, uh, could sponsor any athletes, he'd be at the top of the list as a, unsponsored sort of under the radar type guy. So shout out to Rich Lockwood. I definitely expect to him to be a, a great contender. And then I also have heard, um, you know, obviously Keith Laverty, who's a really strong Pacific Northwest runner, who's, you know, racked up many wins and podium performances around this region. And in this scene will be a, a great, uh, character in the field tomorrow. And Drew McComer from Bend, Oregon. He's also one of those guys who, locally in Bend. Everybody knows he's a fast guy and, um, looking forward to seeing him duke it out with these guys, uh, this coming weekend. Anything else you want to add to the men's race? I had an Aaron Slabach on there who I've, I, I, and this is, this is purely anecdotal. This is, this is looking through the data and just kind of trusting my, my gut instinct here. Um, you know, you've seen his results are slowly improving and, you know, he's, he's had, you know, a handful of podium spots and just ran his most recent result was a 50 K, uh, a 348 50 K, um, which is, is no easy job. Hell yeah. Um, so I think he's, and he's 26 years old and I'm going to have to, as, as one of the used to be younger in the sport and now, now an older <laughs> seasoned veteran, uh, I can say that there is some, there's some strength in that naivety of coming in young and just making some mistakes and, um, just, just gotten it out. And I think there's going to be, that's going to be an, ex, he's going to be an exciting one to watch as well. Uh, another local Oregonian, um, which is something I did want to bring up. And, and especially with Alex Borsuk, you know, she, she speaks so, so with such reverence about this trail mm -hmm. and like loves it so much. And I think that that passion not, and, and being local, not only gives you an advantage on the trail in that you understand the trail, you're familiar with it, but there is, there's something, and I've experienced this in my life and in my racing career where I've gone places where it's just being there brings about a whole new energy from me. And, you know, for me, it's Bryce Canyon. 
And I, I go back to that race every single year because there's something that brings out a better version of me. And I think that's going to play out in some of the locals and especially with Alex, I think that's going to be her hidden strength for the day. She's going to pull on that card all day long. And if it, uh, if that's the card she has up her sleeve, when it comes time, you know, when they turn that, that flop on the river, she plays that card. That's <laughs> that right there. You've got, you've got a, uh, you've got a winning hand. Guys, how beautiful was that? Zach Marion dropping the philosophy on us here about the hundred K and the good vibes and the advantage of loving what you do in service of performance. So let's move on to the 50 K. I'm going to share my screen again so we can take a look at the course. Give me just one second here. So the 50 K we are starting at 8 AM on Sunday. You guys can see the course here along with the elevation profile at the bottom. This is a point to point course. So the runners start here on the West side at the Benson day use recreation area. They start with the biggest climb of the day and then it's pretty ripping fast. It's going to be highly competitive. They'll run past Cascade Locks a little bit. There's going to be a turnaround out here on the, the east side of the course before they double back and finish in downtown Cascade Locks at Marine Park. Zach, any comments on the 50K course before we dive into the contenders? This one actually makes me really excited, this 50K course, because we do get that big climb in the beginning that I think is going to separate some of the field. But there's so much running in the middle and you've got a nice downhill finish that just because you can take off up the hill first and you're coming off the off the back into that hill and you think, oh, I've got a gap, I'm good. Some of those faster athletes who have the raw speed, they've got all day to catch you. So it's a great way to like get yourself out there as as the carrot, but you got a lot of rabbits chasing you, man. Heck yeah. Heck so yeah. it makes it makes for I I this course makes me really excited. Yeah. So for the most part, these athletes will be on basically the same course as the hundred K athletes for the most part. But as you said, the biggest climb comes right at the very beginning. So it's going to be interesting to see strategically who really gasses it up that climb, because as we all know, in bike racing and running racing, the climbs are where the separation happens. And if people have that as their major skill or advantage, or if they see themselves as great climbers, they may want to go super hot out the gate and try and just hang on, which of course always leads to really entertaining racing. Right, right. I mean, you're going to get lactic real quick. That's yeah. for dang sure going no up doubt. that hill. So you wanted to start with the men in the 50K race. So I'm going to pass it off to you. Who are you looking at? Oh man, I think uh, I think we've got a great men's race ahead of us. The three names off the top of my head um, that I've seen that I think are, are the three people that I think are going to have the potential to win it for sure is Tyler Green, how can you ever vote against this guy? I mean, he's just, he's been, after sharing some time with both you and him on the Wildwood Trail, um, getting to know him a little bit, not only is he an extremely gifted athlete and puts in a lot of hard work on top of that, but just one of the nicest guys ever. Like, you can't not like this guy. Love him. Love him. Tyler Green, hero of Portland, Oregon. And just coming off a really solid, was it, I think fifth at, uh, Chuckanut a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was, it was, it was off the podium. It was fifth at Chuckanut, I believe. Um, and he, uh, he won the Moab red hot 55 K back yep. in February, which is always sort of a good season opener in the mountain West region. So this will be his third 50 K of the season already. Tyler putting the finishing touches on sort of phase one of his Western States training 
returning there, I know, with big ambitions after a proud second place performance on the one of the world's biggest stages at Western States last summer. Tyler Green, we're so happy to have him on the in the field this year, racing on his home turf right. in his uh, familiar territory, just outside the city where he grew up in Portland, Oregon. The only unknowns for the day with Tyler is that he has been racing a lot relatively this year. Um, which is not something he normally does from what I've seen. He's usually more strategic about his racing. So this will be a new new realm for him. Um, but again, he's not, it's, it's working for him. So that, and and he is prepping for states. So, you know, if if it is, if that is his priority, he, and he feels the need to, you know, downshift it to, to get through the race, to have a good training day, um, then he's going to do that. He's not going to sacrifice states for that. Yeah. So um, then you've got Ryan Miller with a, a Bandera win and, and a phenomenal Bandera win in very similar uh, weather conditions. So he's familiar with this. It's a very similar course as this 50K, big climb to begin with, it's a little bit of climbing in the finish. So he is he has proven that he can do this type of race, this distance, everything very, very well. Um, he's and, probably like the most talented pure runner in the right. field. Yeah. I totally agree. And you, you can't take away from his pedigree. He doesn't have a ton of ultra or ultra signup results, yep. but the dude's got some insane, insane a pedigree in terms of what he can do outright speed. -wise. Yeah. He's racing canyons in a few weeks, hoping to punch his ticket back to Western States. Ryan Miller won Bandera two years ago, then unfortunately DNF'd at Western States. So I know he's really wanted to get back into the race there and race to his potential again uh, at uh, North America's championship 100-mile event. So I think he's kind of using Gorge as a stepping stone towards canyons. It's really good timing in that regard. But I think, yeah, he'll be out there trying to win the race, I'm sure, and uh, will be really exciting to see somebody with his talent um, race on this course. Who else are you looking at? I'm looking at Jason Schlarb. Um, you know, Jason, he's, he's a good friend of mine, seasoned vet. Um, you know, he, he is known for more of the, the mountain stuff, right? Like we all, when we think of Jason, we think of UTMB, we think of hard rock, those types of, you know, the whole UTMB circuit really, but let's not forget he was on the marathon team in the army. So he's got some, or in the military, I can't remember if he was in air force or if he was, he was in the was air, force. air force. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, you know, he's got, He's got raw, raw speed talent as well. Um, you know, he, he might not have tapped into it as recently as Ryan Miller, but he definitely has it. He, he has that capacity. So, and in speaking with him, I know he's hungry. He's hungry to go out there and prove himself and to, um, you know, it's coming off of injuries and he is he ready. He tore his ACL, I think yeah. about a year, year and a half ago. And so he's been slowly coming back to full health and full vitality since yep. then. But yeah, Jason Schlarb, a good friend of mine as well. Somebody who has been on the scene since, <clears throat> excuse me, since my earliest days and who's always a, a great contender, twice the top American finisher at UTMB, three-time champion at Run Rabbit Run. And uh, I think he's 43, 44 now and still, you know, as yeah, fast as ever. Still crushing. So, um, I think uh, he's, he's one of those... I think you can't discredit how much he, he was patient in his return to the sport, which I'm going to, I'm going to make a plug here as a physical therapist that like, please athletes out there, follow what he's doing and be patient with yourselves and getting back into the sport. It, it may take a few months longer than you want it to, but it will give you years 
extra in the end. And he's, he's proving that he's, uh, he, he's ready to go. He, he's ready to, to rip that bandaid off and, and have a solid performance here. And then you've got a slew of men chasing them. Why don't you go through the list? Uh, we've got Chris Danucci. Um, I mean, he, this guy's got second here before in the past, so he's familiar with the course. Um, the radiologist from Bainbridge Island, my good buddy, Chris Danucci. We used to live in Marin County together and uh, used to run together all the time. Really excited to reconnect with him this weekend. So, and stellar, stellar dude. He's he's got he's got a history as well that you just you look at and you're just in awe of. Um, you know, several times at at Western States. I mean, the, the dude's the dude's done a lot. Um, so it'll be exciting to see him out there. He's 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 a grizzled vet, so he knows how to grind. He knows how to push. Um, you know, are you are you ever going to count out Ian Sharman in a race like veteran? I mean, I you look at Ultra Sign Up and that number next to his name <laughs> is just ridiculous. Um, and he's, he's just constantly flopping between ultras and marathons and he's still, he's still a 220 marathon runner. Like he's, he's just got speed, yeah. you know, and, and talent. And if you've ever seen the guy's quads, he can go up a hill pretty well. <laughs> so I'll give him that one. Um, Adam Mary, I'd love to see this guy come out and perform a salt, like have a solid race and his, his, uh, recently he's kind of gone up and down a little bit and I know he's got the talent there. I know he's got, uh, he's been putting in the time. Um, it'd be really nice to see him come out and just rip this course apart. Yeah. I'm super looking forward to seeing Adam race here as well. in his patented pink Saucony shoes. He was just, I think seventh, at, uh, way too cool a few weeks ago. Of course, that's a hyper deep, hyper competitive race in Northern California to start his season. Probably a great fitness boost from that. And uh, he'll hope to capitalize on that, keep his season moving really well here at the Gorge Waterfalls 50K on Sunday. Shall we transition to the women's race? Do you have any other any other any other men you're looking at in the uh, the 50K? I mean, I had Devin Olson's name down as well from Steamboat. He's sort of right. one of those super consistent, talented athletes who could challenge for a podium position. But I think you kind of covered all the people on my list as well. And the women's race is going to be fireworks all over the place. So let's go ahead and talk about them now. This, this is an exciting race for me. I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I'm scared to have to follow some of those men. I'm excited to see these women, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got, I'm, I'm going to go first and foremost, I'm going to give a big shout out to Leah Yingling from Salt Lake, not only is she just an incredible athlete and I've been watching her for the last couple of years, just tear up the salt Lake scene. And, um, you know, every training run she does is in the mountain. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. She is in those mountains and she's had, uh, a consistent, great showing recently, you know, trans grand Canaria 62 K she was with third, second or third place, uh, third place. Uh, she's got a third at Bandera when she like missed second, in like the last mile got passed. Like that's how competitive that was. And she was just holding on all day. She is normally a conservative runner. So she, you expect to see her back a few spots and then just gobble it up towards the end of the race. And I think if I'm going to make a prediction here, I think that turnaround that out and back, we will see her improve, um, improve a spot or two to get up onto that podium in that out and back, because she does have the downhill legs. She's got speed, but she will eat up that last climb. 
great local insight from the Salt Lake. I'm excited about I'm excited about Leah for (laughs) sure. Um, And then, I mean, you've got Keely and Taylor, um, both great athletes that are going to be there. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, Keely, of course, a good friend and uh, co-host of the Trail Society podcast under the Free Trail Umbrella. Keely and I go to the gym together and clang and bang. Uh, usually weekly when we get our Walsh Wallabies crew together. I think this is her first race uh, with a new sponsor, that being Ultra. Yes. So Keely has transitioned away from Nike towards Ultra, and I think this is her first race uh, representing that brand. And I think she's really excited about this next chapter of her career. And of course, like we talked about with Alex Borsak, Keely has the course knowledge knows this area like the back of her hand. She's run the hundred K at least once in the past. I'm not sure if she's done the 50 K, but this is the terrain that she does her training on, which is valuable. Definitely racing at this level. And certainly, you know, Keely being somebody who admittedly is a little bit biased, uh, somebody I'm rooting for this weekend. She, she is a low volume racer. She doesn't race very often. She's very calculated when she does, which means she usually brings a very dedicated, um, effort to the race. So I, I think we're going to see an all out Keely, uh, this week and not, not just with the sponsorship, but just the way that she races. She's I, all in every race. Yeah, I agree. And she's also moving towards Western States at, uh, at this point. So there's many people in the race this weekend who are using this as a fitness test an early season fitness test as they go towards, and we'll see each other at yeah. Western States. Absolutely. So who else? Women's race. We still have many more to touch on here. We've got Taylor Nolan. Um, what do you think about her this weekend? Shred monster. Right. She she punched her ticket to Western States at Black Canyon. She finished fourth, but because Claire Gallagher declined the ticket, it bumped down to Taylor Nolan living in Spokane, Washington now. But I think she's also from the Portland area. So more Pacific Northwest okay. talent. She runs for Adidas Terex, young, hyper-talented, runner. Um, and, uh, she, yeah, again, going to Western States. So this is going to be really, really fun to see kind of how everybody's fitness is progressing into the spring months. And, uh, she didn't have a fantastic day, um, at Bandera. She, she definitely wasn't feeling it that day. I saw her come in, um, a couple of times and she just, she, she, she grounded, grounded out as much as she could, but she just wasn't her day. And then she turned around and had a great day at black Canyon so, oh, what, what are we going to see? Like, that's one of those things where I think she's, again, she's raced a couple times this year. She's putting in for Western States. Like that's her, that's her main focus. So is tomorrow for her going to be a, let's just go see what happens kind of day, or is it going to be, I want to win kind of day. And mm-hmm. sometimes even if it starts off as a, let's go see what happens, it can really quickly turn into a, I want to win kind of day. So <laughs> yep. we'll see. Um, and then I've got to give a shout out to, to Arden Young. We've got someone from the Great White North coming down. Uh, last minute entrant here. Um, she has had she had a pretty good, good pretty good Bandera again, a fifth place there, um, which was almost an hour faster than she ran the year previous. Um, wasn't having the best day from a health standpoint, but she still finished strong. And like I got to watch her grind it out, so that was awesome. Fourth at Run Rabbit Run. Um, she's had local 50 mile wins, a trans Rockies win. Um, I mean, she's, she's got the talent there. It's a matter of putting it together for her and having a great race day. And I think she loves this area. She's lived in Vancouver for a while. So I think she's, I think she's going to be up there. You're picking her up at the airport in like 30 minutes, aren't you? (laughs) 
Uh, okay, and there there is there is a personal shout out there. Yes, yeah, yeah definitely picking her over the airport there. So, so you, yeah, personal knowledge. Yeah, Arden Young, she won the Quad Dipsy in November too for yep. our NorCal uh, listeners and watch viewers. Of course, a, a classic event there in the Marin County area and a tough, tough race. And she ran a really, really solid time there on the quad dips. She, she ran a, she ran a great race out there. And, uh, you know, she has, she has those, those great days and there's no reason why this, uh, this race can't be a great day for her. Yeah. So a couple more quick shout outs before we transition and just talk about our race coverage and what people can expect out of us this weekend. Uh, we've got Allison Churchill, Pam Smith, of course, the former Western States champ from Salem, Oregon. Elisa Laverty, who is one of those Pacific Northwest crushers, again, in the 50K here. Do you have any final shout-outs before we transition here? Uh, Mary Angela Cruz was the one that I've seen. She's had a very consistent yeah. podium performances that, uh, again, from Seattle, Washington. So she's she's used to the climate, the area the terrain type. So I, I can see her having a great day out here as well. Again, it's, it's, I think we're going to have a great race between those top four. And then we're going to have a lot of chasers who are ready to clean up and, and potentially move in and encroach on that area. Yeah. I would say aside from the hundred K men's race, where I kind of view it as David Laney and rich Lockwood as being the main contenders in that event. I kind of feel like the women's hundred K and both the men's and women's 50 Ks are kind of wide open. I mean, there's obviously great athletes in all of them, but it's going to be really interesting to see. There's no one that I can say they're a, they're a dead ringer for the win. No doubt. You know, like I know we've got like Francois and we've got our gyms who, when they shine up, it's like, <laughs> it's really hard to vote against them. But here you've got such a depth of talent. And, and this is a, I'm, I want to give a huge shout out to the women's field in general and ultra running about how it is becoming something that I am more excited to watch than most of the men's field, not just because there's stellar athletes and stellar talent. And, you know, a lot of these women are such just great people beyond being great talent. Um, but it seems to be more concentrated towards the front. I don't know if it's just me seeing that in the sport, but like the women's races tend to be more exciting, more concentrated, and they are, I would say more calculated, in a lot of the men's races. So it's just better execution, less attrition usually. So yeah, huge, huge shout out to the women's contingency. You guys, uh, you, you gals are, are crushing us in terms of in so many ways in the sport and yeah. you guys are making it really exciting to watch. So keep it up. Well said. So what a great place to sort of start winding down. Zach, you mentioned that you like to uh, be able to follow the women's races. And luckily, we're going to have front row seats to all these events this weekend. You and I are going to probably put in tons of miles. Um, so I'll maybe just uh, tease for our viewers here. Zach and I and probably a couple other people are going to be planning to cover as much of the race as we possibly can in lieu of a real <clears throat> excuse me, a real live stream. We're going to be going live on the free trail Instagram account. So go follow at run free trail. If you don't already, we'll probably start around 615, 620, 630, uh, right when sort of the sun comes up. Uh, we will be live for the start as well. So that'll be 5 a.m. for those of you who are awake, 5 a.m. Pacific that is. And then we plan to sort of catch the leaders somewhere around mile eight or nine, about, uh, six 30 ish. And, uh, and then we're going to be sort of following them as much as we can. We're hoping to have cameras on athletes much of the day, and we're going to do our best. Both Zach and myself are, uh, 
not rested, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not tapered, but excited to to chase some people around. Zach, do you have anything else you want to add about our our live coverage? It's it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. We hope to bring you guys um, watching at home, like just some of the excitement that we get to see, some of the beautiful views we get to see. Um, and you know, we're just gonna be bouncing back and forth between the men's and women's field and try to get you as much as we can. And you know, it, if we can't catch runners, if we don't catch certain athletes, it is in no way, like nothing against them at all. Uh, Dylan and I are just gonna run around literally like just running around trying to catch everyone and everything that we can. And we'll bring you as many updates as we can from the aid stations, what we're hearing, what we're seeing, um, kind of bringing a new aspect into the sport, which I'm, I'm loving. It's, it's kind of like throwing it out to the field and just being like, Hey, you know, like, what are you, what are you hearing down there on the, <laughs> uh, you know, court side? Um, that's what we hope to bring you, bring you all and let you be a little bit closer to the race, um, uh, rather than just, you know, waiting all day long and seeing the updates on some social media platform about who won. Uh, we hope to bring it to you so you guys can watch it. So we got, we got two races we get to do this weekend. Yeah. Two races again, 5 a.m. tomorrow, Saturday, April 2nd, 8 a.m. Sunday, April 3rd. And, uh, yeah, Zach, it's going to be super fun to be out there putting in the miles together. We can both sort of get some training in this weekend while we chase around these great athletes. And, and just to restate what I just said, go follow at run free trail on Instagram and uh, you'll get notifications for when we go live and you can tune in and have a front row seat to some of the action this weekend. Thanks everybody for watching out there. It's been really fun uh, doing this live stream every week. I feel like we're getting better. We're learning and certainly it's super fun to have Zach here in person at Free Trail World Headquarters. It's it's a thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a legit thing. In the basement of my home here in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I've got to get going, folks. The truck is packed. I got to hightail it to Cascade Locks and start setting up the start finish line over there. For Zach Marion, I'm Dylan Bowman. Peace out, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks, everyone.